Hey, good morning, everybody. It's the day after Christmas. The church is empty. I hope yesterday was a joyous day for you and your family. I suspect a lot of you are doing more Christmas celebrations today, maybe with another side of the family or with other friends. Some of you have had your plans altered dramatically even because of the Omicron mess that we find ourselves in. I'm, I'm really sorry if that's the case. Know that we are thinking of you and praying for you and believing you will even find moments of true rest and joy and even spiritual comfort as we trust in the goodness of God and reflect on the greatest story ever told. Maybe the greatest playlist ever sung, the original Christmas playlist where, where real people so overcome with good news broke into song. And we have one more story to tell about a man named Simeon. Um, but before that, do you remember, I think it was about a year ago, we talked about that famous psychological experiment in the 1960s that's, that's come to be known as the marshmallow test. Remember that, right? Group of, of four-year-olds were given a marshmallow and told that if they waited 20 minutes before eating it, they not only receive that marshmallow, but another one too. So if they ate the marshmallow in front of them, that's all they'd get. And then the kid would be left alone and observed. And some kids could wait and others most definitely couldn't. Uh, researchers did something interesting after that. They actually did follow up with a lot of those kids. Uh, they followed them into adolescence and into adulthood. And they found that those kids who were able to wait for the better deal, what we would call delayed gratification, those kids ended up better adjusted, uh, more dependable. They scored an average of 210 points higher on their SATs. They'd often land higher paying jobs. How would you have done on the marshmallow test? Are, are you willing to wait for things? Or do you want your marshmallow right now? Um, I'm pretty sure I would have been sent home for not only eating my marshmallow, but taking the other kids' marshmallows as well. I, I don't do great with waiting. I get cranky when I have to stand in line at the store, which means I get cranky every time I go to the store. I find waiting stressful. How were you at waiting even for Christmas this year? I, I know of a family who had five small kids in two bedrooms right across the hall from each other. And uh, after putting the kids to bed on Christmas Eve, this father would tie the doorknobs together to prevent them from getting up too early. And when dad woke up at his leisure, he'd, he'd then untie the doors and let them run to the tree. Uh, I'll bet some of you needed your door tied shut if it wasn't a mild form of child abuse. Uh, as a kid growing up, 
I found the presence that my parents were hiding. I'm sorry, mom and dad. There's a lot of things actually I haven't told you. Um, one year a present for me got wrapped right away and put under the tree. And I did like an Ocean's Eleven level operation that involved steam and retaping. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I might have inherited this from my dad, who has been known to buy himself something he wanted or needed days before Christmas. <laughs> or who could, who could give one shake of a present and tell you what it was. Uh, we have to learn and relearn that some things are just worth the wait. There's a, a relatively obscure character in, in the Christmas story, old man Simeon. Uh, the Bible says that Simeon was a good man who tried hard to follow God's law. And I, and I think he has something to teach us about waiting. I don't know if you've had an experience perhaps with an aging parent or grandparent where, where you know their time here on earth is short. And yet it seems like they're, they're holding on for something, holding on until Christmas or, or a family wedding or the birth of a grandchild, or maybe even holding on until there's some sense of release. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Well, Simeon was very old but it seems that he, he hung in there for one reason. He believed that God had told him he would not die before he had seen with his own eyes, the savior, the Messiah of Israel. You know, I'd mentioned at the, at the start of this series that it was a really dark time in Israel. There hadn't been a new revelation from God, not through scripture or prophets in over 400 years. It wasn't exactly the context for optimism, but even though his body was failing, it was like Simeon's spirit grew stronger because the hope that was in him was greater than the hopelessness around him. Oof, somebody needs to hear that today in the middle of this, this mess of a pandemic, the hope that was in him was greater than the hopelessness around him. So day after day, month after month, year after year, Simeon waited. He, he watched and he waited. And he, he must have known uh, the prophecies. He would have known what to look for. And he'd go to the temple whenever couples brought their sons to be dedicated and maybe wonder, is this the one, Lord? Is this the one? He watched and he prayed and he waited. You could say he was, <laughs> he was waiting for Christmas every day for decades. Well, after the birth of Jesus, uh, Mary, Joseph, and their new child headed to the temple in Jerusalem. This was the custom of all new Jewish moms and dads. Um, 
Jesus would be consecrated to God like all firstborn Jewish sons. And so as they entered the temple to fulfill their vows, a stranger approached them. The stranger was old man Simeon and he reached out his arms for the baby. Now, parents, you, you've been there, right? You have your new, incredibly cute baby, your first, you're very protective. You're still not sure how breakable kids are. And we all have some version of old man Simeon, <laughs> whether it's a 14 year old girl or crazy Auntie Karen or complete strangers who will stop and want to touch and ooh and ah over them. Are, are you cool with that? When it's toothless old man Simeon, whose, whose baby holding skills may have lapsed over the past half century. I could see Mary looking to Joseph, you know, and mouthing. But you know what? Something must have, have eased her mind because she handed over baby Jesus to Simeon and, and maybe Simeon cradled that baby really close to his heart. Maybe he held him up Lion King style, you know, the circle of love. I'll bet though, as he held that baby, he began to weep. He knew he was holding his blessed savior. And it says that he praised God. That could mean to me, at least, that he broke into song. <laughs> he sang a song of thanks to God for allowing him to see this child, the child that would reveal the true nature of God to God's people. And he sang, I'm ready to die. You can take me home now, Lord. It's been worth the wait. And then Simeon made or sang some prophetic statements, both good news and a reality check. He stated that this, this child would be responsible for both the rise and fall of many in the days and years ahead. And wasn't that the truth? Simeon was the first to look at this baby and state that he was not only the Messiah of Israel, but he was also going to be the savior of everyone, everyone who believes in him, even Goyim like us, Gentiles, non-Jews, everyone. But then he looked at young Mary, who, who was still probably an adolescent herself, and he said, and someday he'll break your own heart as well. He's preparing her for 30 some years later, when she would witness the arrest, the beating, the execution of her firstborn son. Strange, strange words from a strange old man, right? Security. <laughs> no, the Bible says that, that Joseph and Mary marveled at what was said. You know, we all have um, things we want so badly, we can hardly stand it. Like um, maybe a restored relationship, maybe to get married, having a baby of your own, getting your surgery date. How about this one? A return to normal. 
whatever that even means anymore. The waiting seems like torture. And the question we might even wonder is, is it worth the wait? Today, I just want to remind you how much God honors faithfulness, your hope, your perseverance, your responsiveness and obedience to the Spirit of God. You may not have a lot of knowledge about theology or the Bible. You may not always let drivers merge in front of you. You may not always recycle your trash or get thank you notes written on time. You may not always have the right thing to say when someone you love is hurting. But if you have hope, hope that God is at work in spite of the circumstances, um, I know God will reward you and it will be worth the wait. I mentioned one time my first real paying job as a kid was working a few Saturdays at Bennett's Apple Orchard in Ancaster, Ontario. Um, and you know, orchards have the same risks as other professions whose livelihood depends on agriculture and crops. Sometimes there's good years, sometimes there's bad years, uh, most of which it's just out of your control. Sometimes there's just this huge harvest of apples where the branches just kind of hang heavy with the weight of abundance. And I learned something this week about apple orchards that I, I never knew before. Sometimes there will be a late frost in the spring, you know, and, and all the buds on the tree will freeze. And apparently when that happens, an apple tree does this amazing thing. It stores up its energy in thousands of small bumps or, or nodules called seons. And that energy pulsates through that network of seons until spring the following year. And then bam, you have this explosion of healthy buds as, as the tree unleashes all that stored up energy. You know, Sometimes the season of our life is like a harsh frost, except it's called cancer or divorce or bankruptcy or trauma or grief or depression or most certainly COVID. And in a very real way, it causes our hearts to freeze. But at the core of this faith of ours, we, we also live with this incredible promise that in and through Christ, there will one day be an abundant harvest in our lives, like God's power pulsating under the gnarly bark of this world and even in our own bodies. In Jesus, we are being formed into a nodule of living hope, a bud of new life. And in a season of our lives like this one, where we feel our hearts waiting, longing, even aching for those, those frozen places to burst into life, 
Our living hope is that one day, all of this stored up glory will be unleashed in a joyful, abundant harvest, too good to even believe. Good people of Knack, while you are waiting, maybe waiting a lifetime like Simeon for, for whatever it is your heart longs for, could you refuse to let pessimism rob you of today's joys? Could you even find ways to encourage others who are waiting? Could you continue to watch and wait and remain faithful, knowing that for the follower of Christ, Christmas kind of comes every day if you, if you know this one called Emmanuel, Jesus, the one who is with us. Keep watching, keep waiting. The wait will be worth it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. remain confident of this, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord.